my name is Grace and welcome to this episode of Gracie the Kenyan Diaspora and Returning. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, we're so glad that you've joined us. This podcast is a forum for discussing everything diaspora and life as a returnee. In today's episode, I'll share the thoughts that came to mind as I read the book, The Village Girl, My Dream, Life and Legacy by Mary Wangari. Mary is the group executive director at Equity Group Holdings. She's also a mother to three daughters, a sister to five siblings, a mentor and friend to many. You'll just need to read the book to see why I'm impressed about all this. Because as I read the book, I just kept wondering, how does she balance her corporate and personal life? In the book, Mary shares her story as a village girl born to a peasant mother and how she got to where she is. I was raised in Nairobi, in one of the suburbs that people would consider to be a leafy suburb. And so in that sense, I could not relate to Mary's story as a village girl. However, this autobiography is for everyone. And as I read chapters one to three, I was reminded of my desire to go to the United States to pursue an MBA. And this was back in 2002. I remember the process of applying to so many universities, applying for GMAT. And as soon as I knew the date um, that I would be taking the GMAT exam, how I just dedicated my time to studying and passing for the exam. And then came the US Embassy interview. Wow, the preparation, the anxiety, and being in that interview room and just answering one question after another. Many of us consider it to be a rigorous process, but when you know what that opportunity will do for you, you go at it with all your heart. And so that is what I was thinking of as I read this. In the book, Mary talks about how her mother emphasized the importance of excelling in education so that she would have a better life than her mother and that so she would not live the continued life of poverty. And for many diaspora, I know that for us to leave Kenya to go abroad, it's usually in search for a better life. So in that sense, I could relate to Mary's book and I encourage you to read it as well. In chapters four to six, Mary shares her experiences as a career woman who is married, has kids, is moving up the corporate ladder, and then serves on several boards. Wow, hands off to you, Mary. Hands off to you. Truly, time is a key commodity that must be managed well for success. And I can't imagine what this was like for you, especially back in the day when you got um, on the board seats. As I read these chapters, I was reminded of what it was like in the diaspora and how reality checks in as soon as you get on the other side. Remember before you go there, you're busy preparing, you're running around getting your documents ready. And then you get your visa date and your travel date and you're so excited. 
then you land on the other side and you immediately hit the ground running if you were there to uh, if you went there to study you start learning how to juggle school and work for many of us if you went there to work you're immediately looking for jobs if you didn't already have one and then for many they start taking care of their family back home uh, for some reason and i don't know why <laughs> people always think that when you go on the other side money will start pouring in and to be honest that's not what it's like and so as mary was sharing how she's had to balance her life how she's had to stay focused i was reminded that even in the diaspora determination and focus becomes the keys to success we really hustle our way in chapter 6 mary shares a winston church hill quote which states that success consists of going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm and isn't that true in the diaspora i have hosted guests in prior episodes that talked about what it was like to balance school and work because they were the ones who needed to pay for their education in the diaspora and so you sometimes have enough money to attend a semester and the next semester you don't have enough and you know that you really want to study and so you try your best to keep your head up you try your best not to give up or sometimes you even get a job and it's paying well but you can't keep up the hours when you're going to school it gets harder even in winter months and so remember this quote that success consists of going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm chapter 5 this really hit differently for me in the book mary talks about earning a seat in the boardroom but as i read this chapter it hit differently for me because it reminded me of what it's like to be a minority and especially an ambitious assertive and go-getter minority minority in this case means the smaller part of a larger population as a kenyan diaspora in the us I was often in spaces where I was the only black African female with an accent. This was common where I went to university in Bloomington Normal Illinois that's 2 hours south of Chicago and also where I started my banking career in Boise, Idaho. Yes, Boise, Idaho. Imagine that. And to be successful in such environments i quickly learned to speak up and to pronounce my words in certain ways so that i could have a captive audience the kenyan accent would have to go away and the twang as we call it had to kick in because in the absence of that people who especially were not accustomed to hanging out with foreigners misunderstood an accent for illiteracy like i was not learned on top of that i quickly learned that i needed to maintain eye contact you see 
in the American culture, maintaining eye contact shows honesty, like you're not hiding anything. And in addition to that, when I got to corporate and the higher up I moved, I learned to be straight to the point, to say exactly what I meant and in the shortest time possible. And that is what earned me credibility and recognition in the workplace, especially my last job there in the ultra high net worth space. Now compare this to our Kenyan culture. I spoke of speaking up, pronouncing your words clearly, maintaining eye contact, and being straight to the point. Isn't this the opposite of what we were taught growing up? And for me, I went to the US when I was 22. I returned back home to Kenya 15 and a half years later when I was 37. So I would say that my adulthood was formed in the diaspora. So I come back home and now I'm still in a corporate environment, but some of the traits that I picked up in the diaspora may not necessarily work for me here. And boy, oh boy, am I learning that and teaching myself to unlearn and relearn. Because in banking in Kenya, we have the Kenyan culture. And those are things that we need to navigate. So I dedicate these chapters and I recommend them to any diaspora who has returned back home. So should I call them a returnee? To any returnee who has come back home and is struggling to balance their prior life, their authentic self in the corporate culture in Kenya. These chapters will really help you. Then there's chapter seven to nine. And those ones talk of gratitude and reaching out to lift others and living a life of kindness. In chapter seven, Mary shares Oprah Winfrey's quote, where she says that you cannot continue to succeed in the world and have a fulfilling life unless you choose to live your life in the service of others and to give back what you've been given. That's how you keep it, that's how you get it, and that's how you grow it. These chapters reminded me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs too, and I got to reflect on my personal life, that at one point, I was just doing everything I can to meet my basic needs. And as that was achieved, I moved to the next level up in the pyramid and the next level up. And it got me thinking of just how important it is that as we get blessed with more and more, to remember to give back to the less fortunate. Obviously there's balance, and I know for you in the diaspora, you may need to have boundaries. And Mary actually talks about it in the book too, so that people don't take advantage of you. But remember to give back. Remember to connect back with the motherland. That place where you came from and that place where your family and friends still live. The book is available on Nuria and Amazon. I'll share the links um, on our social media pages. 
and I encourage you to grab a copy and read it. I believe and I trust that it will inspire you whether you're preparing to go to the diaspora, you're in the diaspora, or have returned back home. And after you read it, share your takeaways with others because sharing is caring. Wow. Wow, 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 Mary. This book has spoken to me and it has inspired me in a new way that I did know um, was needed. It's very timely and I thank you for writing the book. I hope you've all enjoyed listening. Please share your thoughts by commenting or sliding into our DMs. And with that, have a great day, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are.